there. This is Kate McClanahan, and this is the Sound Advice Podcast. The biggest misconceptions about voiceover demos. Voiceover demos, by definition, are a professional demonstration of what you do best and what you want more of. Yet, many well-meaning, even experienced talent often fall prey to many of the following misconceptions regarding what should and shouldn't be included on your voiceover demos. Number one, my makeshift demo ought to hold me for a while until I start working steady. Then I'll make a good demo. Okay, who's fooling who here? The truth is you can't book work with a lousy headshot or a lousy voiceover demo, period, full stop. Do it right the first time and save yourself time, money, and the frustration of backtracking to correct the undermining effects of a crappy makeshift demo. Believe me, it backfires on you. It hurts your reputation. Number two, your demos were created solely for talent agents. Hmm. The standards for what should and shouldn't be included on your voiceover demos are defined primarily by commercial producers and creative directors from advertising agencies. They've been creating demos for themselves in order to define their own professional aesthetics for more than 50 years now, with the intent to remain employed and employable. Producers and their assistants contact casting directors and your talent agents when they are looking to hire you. If you're not servicing the producers with your demos, you're not hitting your target audience. They are specifically who you're creating your demos for in the first place even if it's not a commercial demo. Most commercial producers move on after a while to specialize in animation or in um, motion capture or in corporate narration or any number of different areas of voiceover in any number of areas of production. Not just solely commercial, but almost everybody starts out in commercial work as a producer on the average. That's according to Pew Research. No kidding. Number three. Every spot on your demo is something you were paid to voice. Okay, this is a major boo-boo. Just because you were paid to voice the job doesn't mean the segment belongs on your demo. Please, God. Many of the jobs we book don't necessarily define us best professionally and therefore should not be included on your demo. So including a spot you got paid to do on your demo is definitely not the high watermark as to whether you should include the spot on your track. I'm glad you got paid, but it doesn't mean it's, oh, good, put it on. No. Number four, commercial and industrial spots can all be included on the same track. Okay, a commercial demo consists primarily of spots that sound like national caliber TV spots rather than radio. Sadly, as much as we love radio, it doesn't love us back. As for industrial demos, well, also known as corporate announce, narrative or non-broadcast, or what the union now refers to as co-ed or corporate educational, by design, these are meant to service producers looking to hire voice talent to demonstrate longer-form narration, typically reserved for training films, documentary, medical, corporate sales, trade show... Any of those styles, e-learning, all those, just to name a few, that could be on your narrative or industrial demo, for lack of a better term. Consolidating a variety of voiceover genres on the very same demo effectively cancels the demo out entirely to professional talent buyers. 
Doing so exhibits a lack of understanding for the client's professional needs, and therefore a lack of professionalism overall. Number five, you'll spend less time producing your demo than recording an audition. A professional voiceover demo takes time and attention. However, so many demos today are recorded within an hour or so and mixed in as much time. No wonder, even when employing a quote-unquote professional demo producer, you may end up with a chop shop result. When you consider it's likely you'll spend 15 minutes to a half an hour recording an average audition that you can be proud of to submit to your agent, you'd think it'd be a no-brainer that you should spend about an hour simply recording each single segment that you include on your voiceover demo. Stands to reason. Supposed to be even better than your auditions. Number six, you need to update your demo every single year. The truth is, once you've produced a demo you're truly proud of that represents you well, your demo should last you four to six years, depending on your age, and as long as your voice doesn't alter dramatically in that time. That's important to know because considering it will likely take you two to three years to fully establish yourself in the voiceover industry, provided the spots on your demo don't read as if they're poorly produced, okay? Number seven, you should include dialogue spots on your demo to show you can act. If the first thing most people ask after they listen to your demo is, who's the girl? Or are you playing both voices? Then your demo has failed. <laughs> it's, it's creating confusion rather than defining your brand and your most marketable skills. Your demo needs to feature you in a handful of realistic sounding spots. No dialogues. Besides, we haven't recorded two talent together in your average professional recording session in more than 15 years. So you got to be able to do this on your own and feed your own imagination on this stuff. You don't need dialogue to prove that you can act. Number eight, include random dialects and character voices. Okay, all your voiceover demos should ever feature is you. Conversational and honest, with a variety of expressions depicted within five or six commercial styles, let's say, if it's a commercial demo. Four to six if it's a narrative or corporate narration. Uh, it's quite a few more when it comes to animation and games. Being yourself, though, is more valuable than anything else you can portray. Certainly, if you're highly skilled at with dialects and original voices, be sure to include these skills on your resume. Unfortunately, they don't belong on your demos. You'll audition for spots that require special specific skills, such as accents and unique character voices. Number nine, your demo should include a video component to make each spot on your demo appear more authentic. Commercial producers and various directors typically have reels that best define their work, their brand. Those pros are expected to have reels that feature video, not voice talent. Much of the material may even have been produced strictly for their demos, just like voice talent. And certainly all manner of creative professionals are expected to have professional demos throughout the entertainment industry because most producers initially come from commercial work. But as a rule, voice talent are expected to feature audio-only demos. Adding video to your voiceover demo almost always backfires because it usually undermines your professionalism rather than the other way around. 
especially when the audio production far surpasses the look of the stock footage used. Well, so much for elevating the plausibility and seeming authenticity of your work, as your demo is meant to do. Additionally, video ages far quicker than audio ever will, so the shelf life is likely only two to three years tops. Besides, the objective of producing a professional voiceover demo is to engage producers' imagination with your voice and with exceptional audio production that forces the listener to imagine who you are and what you do best. The few talent who've been convinced their voiceover demos should include video somehow never bothered to ask casting or seasoned producers about this element. I'm sure it sounded like a really good idea at the time. In the meantime, the nefarious demo producers who talk the novice talent into this notion walk away with a fat payday after charging substantially more for simply slapping some stock footage on the demo, which focuses less and less on delivering strong voiceover performances and elevated audio production. Granted, online sources encourage video be included on websites, etc. However, your voiceover demos are meant to service the people who hire voice talent most. So ignoring what's expected of you as a key industry standard that's existed now for at least 40 years is a major misstep and should be avoided entirely. We'll keep you posted if this element changes, but at present, go ahead. Add that amazing commercial you voiced for the Super Bowl to your web page, but only add the audio to your commercial demo itself. It's the industry standard because its services in getting you hired. Now there's the novel idea. Number 10. You can produce your demo yourself. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you. It took me 10 years to produce my own demos, and I'm a seasoned commercial producer. In the more than 30 years we've been around as Actor Sound Advice, I've honestly only heard two, count them, two demos that were successfully produced by talent on their own. And even then, only after they had booked really great spots, collected them, and spent nearly eight months or more putting a workable order together. All right, my best recommendation for you, leave it to the professionals. Listen to a handful of demos from our site. Give us a call to discuss where we go from here. This is Kate McClanahan. This has been the Sound Advice Podcast. To find out more about voiceover and our process, check out voiceoverinfo.com.